Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Resurrection Sunday, as Christians know it, is approaching this week. And um, I'm always thinking about what Resurrection Sunday really means. I know the world calls it Easter and the world celebrates it by doing, you know, Easter egg hunts and giving out Easter baskets and they talk about the Easter bunny and all those types of things to each his own if they want to celebrate the Easter bunny and have all the activities that are associated with the bunny, the Easter bunny, the candy and the, the goodies and all the things that they like to give the children. I actually had that when I was a kid too. So I mean, I'm not judging people who want to do all that. But as far as I'm concerned, as far as my family and most of the Christian world is concerned, Easter or Resurrection Sunday is a commemoration and celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And of course, since I'm such a movie lover, book lover, all those types of things, I always... um, as has been the tradition in my family for many years, I always watch movies that are related to that subject matter around that time. When I was little, um, my siblings, cousins, and family, when we were all younger, we used to watch every year this movie called Jesus of Nazareth. And that movie is, you know, it's really long, um, but it's very thorough, and it shows a lot of the life of Jesus. Um starts from his birth on up to his crucifixion and I believe they might show a little of the resurrection I think they do I can't remember anyway it shows the life of Jesus a lot of the miracles he performed uh you know when he called his disciples um you know a lot of the things that are important and significant moments in scripture that show Jesus's life and of course Um, If you wanted to read up on that topic, you can read the four Gospels in the New Testament. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's something else I do um, around this time as I read the four Gospels, or at least I read one of them. John, the book of John is one of the best to read the story of Jesus, also the book of Luke. Um, The book of Luke really talks in depth about his birth and the crucifixion, the resurrection, and all that. But Jesus of Nazareth is one of the movies we've, we've watched for years and years and years before any other movie came out um, that, you know, depicted the story in an even more powerful way. Um, Now, I love how Jesus of Nazareth shows his entire life from a baby on up, but one of the most powerful and gut-wrenching and accurate films, accurate in the sense that they use the same language of the times, Aramaic, and the graphic nature of the film is pretty spot on is uh, the Passion of of the Christ, or the Passion of Christ, uh, directed by Mel Gibson. I think that came out in in somewhere around 2004, somewhere around there, I believe. But anyway, that movie is gut-wrenching. I remember when I first saw it, I think my family, um, we gathered together, a group of us, my family and some friends, and we went out together for the first time to the theater to go see this film. 
And you know, we took up a lot of the movie theater that day. I remember it was a big group of us. And when I tell you, I never thought that a movie would impact me so strongly. I mean, you heard people crying in the theater. You heard people praising God in the theater. I mean, that thing rocked me to my core when I first saw it. Like, I know the story of Jesus. I've read it many times. I've empathized and I felt in my spirit what he endured. But it's something about the way Mel Gibson depicts it for the first time. That movie really stirred me like I've never been stirred. You know, everything he really went through and the way they taunted him and tortured him and how he kept persevering and how he was determined to finish the work for our sake because he loved humanity so much. He was willing to go through that much torture and that much shame, humiliation, pain, and sacrifice his own life for the sake of all of us. Most of the world has seen that movie because it became such a blockbuster hit. Well, I don't I don't like to say it like that, like it's just a film because it's way more than that. But it it uh it became so renowned around the world that I know a lot of people um have seen it now. But if you haven't, do yourself a favor and see it. And then read it in the Bible. I think read uh the book of Luke and the book of John in the uh, New Testament of the Bible, as I said, so you can follow along to see you know, what was really occurring and everything. The scriptures laid out in words, but seeing it in film, uh, and that's why I think film is so powerful. Film can bring words alive in a way that nothing else can. Like music is powerful, writing is powerful, literature is powerful, but it's something about movies that I particularly love because I think. It's the closest parallel, the closest thing we have to seeing something in real life. I think that's that's probably what it is. Like, you can read something, but it's like, that's just paper. The Bible is not just paper. But you get what I'm saying? Music, it can reach deep down into your soul and impact you on a grand scale, too. But combine the powerful nature of sound that's found in music with words that are found in literature with the visuals that are found in film, and you have a lightning rod in your hands, something with potentially exponential impact on the hearts and minds of countless millions and billions of people around the world. Each of these mediums has its place because there are places music can reach that film cannot, and places written words can reach that music cannot. But there is no doubt how impactful film is. So it's not, it's not surprising then how the Passion of the Christ caused such a stir when it first hit the big screen and still causing a stir among all who see it. But I must warn you, this film is not for the weak or the squeamish because some of the content is very disturbing, it's very graphic, and perhaps even painful to watch. It was painful for me as an empath. But I also connected to the story beyond that. It, um, it reaffirmed and strengthened my faith and gave me a renewed love and appreciation for Christ and his sacrifice for mankind. I want to read a passage from my book, Love Check, on this subject. It's just a small portion in the chapter called Jesus the Blueprint and the section 
uh, is called Sacrificial Love. Uh, but by the way, if you don't already have a copy of my book, I encourage you to get one at Amazon.com where it's available in print and digital formats. And again, it's called Love Check, How Do You Measure Up? It's also available on my author site at www.MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Um, this book is a great tool anybody can use to share the love of God with others or even themselves. It's really powerful. It shows what real love looks like, not the counterfeit um, version people are throwing out today or that we sometimes mistake for real love. No, real love looks different, acts different, is distinct, true, and unmistakable. And so this book um, really lays it out in plain terms. Uh, one of the more weighty char- characteristics of love is that it's sacrificial. And Jesus walked that out to the fullest extent when he gave his life for the sake of love. But anyway, like I said, I just want to highlight the small portion from my book in keeping with the theme of this podcast. It begins on page 69 of the print version of my book and it reads, What price would he pay for me? Jesus' life was marked by sacrifice, but no doubt his greatest sacrifice was his willingness and obedience to follow his intended mission for the sake of humanity all the way to the cross. In Matthew 26 verses 39 and 42, we can plainly see Jesus' internal struggle with his decision. He wrestled with the idea of having to die a painful death on the cross as he prayed to his father in the Garden of Gethsemane. He humbly surrendered to the will of God anyway, out of obedience and love for mankind. And when it was time to face judgment before his sentencing and death, Jesus was a trooper. In the face of all kinds of accusations against him, Jesus remained silent and chooses not to fight back when spat on, mocked and struck by Jewish leaders. Jesus was handed over and given a death sentence by the very ones who only a few days prior welcomed, celebrated, and worshipped him, many to whom he had also ministered and healed. Jesus was an innocent man, viciously beaten, nailed to the cross and placed between two thieves like a common criminal. Yet, in Luke 23, 34, Jesus goes so far as to pray for those who were persecuting him, asking God to forgive them for being ignorant of what they were doing. What kind of love would lead a man to intercede for the very ones persecuting and abusing him at the very point of death? Feeling excruciating pain and utter humiliation facing the fear of certain death, feeling alone and abandoned by his father in his darkest hour. Still, love kept him on that cross. Love refused to come down from the cross to save his own life. He was committed to completing his mission. He endured the cross, despising the shame because he was focused on the joy and the victory that lie ahead. This was the price he was willing to pay for the sins of all of humanity. Oh, how he loves you.
the end of that passage. The beautiful thing about the story, the real life story here, is that it didn't end there. He loved humanity enough to die for them. But as the story goes, and as our faith is centered on, Jesus rose from the dead three days after his death. And that's what we call the resurrection. That's the foundation on which the Christian faith rests. Um, Because he got up, we're able to get up. Because he rose, we can rise again. Because he's living again, we can have eternal life. We have the right to eternal life. It's a free gift that his death bought us. The sacrifice was a painful one. But the reward is for us. The reward is that now we can all be reconciled back to him. We can now enter into his presence without a mediator because of his free gift and because of his sacrifice. So when Sunday morning arrives, this Sunday, and the world is celebrating Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, remember this story. Remember his sacrifice. Remember what Easter truly represents. Remember what Resurrection Sunday is truly about. And give God's name praise. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Because he is the reason that we have eternal life. Hope this message was a blessing to you. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up at Melanie D, the author at yahoo.com. That's Melanie D, the letter D, the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.